I, it's so interesting for my years that I've done this now, because I was trained first to actually give elimination diets. So I would do, you have IBS, low FODMAP diet, you have, you know, take out dairy. Like that was always my go-tos to help support them. And ultimately what made me keep learning was because I was doing these elimination diets and they were not helping my clients. And I still see people that have literally next to nothing that they're eating and they're not feeling better. They have, they're eating, you know, chicken and rice, and then the rice is now upsetting their stomach. So yeah, in my opinion, and I've been pretty successful at this. There's no reason to take out food. There's absolutely no reason to take out food. And for the most part, there are some times where we have to switch from cow's dairy to like a goat's or sheep's Mm -hmm. for a little bit while we work on improving digestive support, which I I know we'll go into, but yeah, you should be, our body should be able to handle foods and you can absolutely work on healing, which is, I know everything you talk about working on the metabolic health, (laughs) supporting foods that actually help support the metabolism to work optimally so that you can heal gut health and eat a variety of foods. Welcome to the weight loss for women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturate, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today I have our beautiful friend, Meg Langston, back on the podcast. Love her so much. She's just such an awesome human. She's beautiful on the inside and out and so, so knowledgeable. So often I'll refer clients to her who have really serious, um, you know, uh, gut gut issues. She's a wealth of knowledge. uh, And I've had her on the podcast a few times before. So once in a group podcast where we talked about um, training, training to, you know, we just talked about all things training. Um, and then I've had her on just on her own, uh, where she talked about, um, her past and her, uh, eating, I guess, basically, uh, disordered eating, which was a really interesting podcast. So highly recommend you go back and listen to both of those, but I wanted her to come on to talk more about gut health. And I think, you know, a lot of women that I speak to, will have digestive issues and, you know, they go on all of these sorts of crazy elimination diets, but they never actually address the, I guess, the cause, which is, you know, so often um, is their metabolic health. And, you know, when things are functioning as they should, you know, you should be able to digest most foods without issues. And I know when I first found MR in the pro-metabolic space, like a lot of things would bloat me. But then in time, um, you know, as I improve my overall metabolic health, uh, you know, now I can pretty much eat most things without issues, which is which is really, really great. So, um, you know, in this episode, Meg talks a bit more about, you know, nuts and seeds and why they're probably not great to eat in such large amounts. Again, this is probably something that a lot of women do that they, they, they think they're being healthy and it was something that um, I did. How your digestion is actually linked to your thyroid and hormone health. Um, you know, it's not about being perfect. It's, you know, what matters is what you do 80 to 90% of the time. We talk about green vegetables, you know, are they really the superfood that they're made out to be? She talks about stress and how this can impact your digestion. Candida, which is another one that I often get asked lots of questions um, about. What causes iron uh, overload? We talk about the benefits of eating organ meats like liver. Um, and the other advantage of some very traditional, you know, nutrient dense uh, foods. So 
I really love this episode. I thought it was really jam-packed with great information that you can take away uh, and implement. And don't forget, please rate and review the podcast if you haven't done it already and take a screenshot of the episode and share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D and just share your biggest takeaways. And every month I pick someone who shared and they will win a tub of Saturay Premium Collagen valued at $79, absolutely free. So all you have to do is take a screenshot, share the episode on Instagram and tag me. And let's get into the episode. Oh, hi, Meg. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> oh, it's so good to have you back on. We've just spent the last hour just yabbering away. I was like, oh, I was, we need to like book in more time so we can have a catch up. Meg's been on the podcast a few times now. So go back and I think you've been on twice already mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And would, and I don't want to get this wrong, like, would you say, like, what you typically work with women, I mean, you work with women with lots of different issues, but you do, like, a lot of people I refer to you have like some serious gut issues like gut health issues? Yeah, I would say um, that a a lot of what I do, and you know this, but a lot of what I do is um, goes, sorry, my dog's barking through me. A lot of what we do do is anytime a woman's health is off, their period is off, their thyroid is off. um, We look at um, you know, gut health in general, because your yep. gut is going to play a large part of you feeling good or not. You're 10 to one bacteria. You're more bacteria than you are human cells. So, Crazy. um, yeah. So I think gut health goes to everybody, whether or not I see them for a period issue infertility issue, I'm always looking at the gut. And Meg, would you, what I like about you too, is like, I think sometimes, and women that I've spoken to in the past, like they go and see all these practitioners who put them on these really restrictive diets and cutting everything out. And they're not really looking at the system as a whole and fixing mm-hmm. the system. And I really like that about you, how you're not like, you know, cause I think a lot of them just treat the symptoms rather than fixing the actual body. Yeah. I mean, I, it's so interesting for my years that I've done this now, because I was trained first to actually give elimination diets. So I would do, you have IBS, low FODMAP diet, you have, you know, take out dairy. Like that was always my go-tos to help support them. And ultimately what made me keep learning was because I was doing these elimination diets and they were not helping my clients. And I still see people that have literally next to nothing that they're eating and they're not feeling better. They have, they're eating, you know, chicken and rice, and then the rice is now upsetting their stomach. So yeah, in my opinion, and I've been pretty successful at this. There's no reason to take out food. There's absolutely no reason to take out food Uh, for the most part. There are some times where we have to switch from cow's dairy to like a goat's or sheep's Mm -hmm. for a little bit while we work on improving digestive support, which I I know we'll go into, but yeah, you should be, our body should be able to handle foods and you can absolutely work on healing, which is, I know everything you talk about working on the metabolic health, (laughs) supporting foods that actually help support the metabolism to work optimally so that you can heal gut health and eat a variety of foods. You know, it's like, even this is my own personal experience, not me, but Craig. So Craig, back when we were in the gym, like, cause we were just really stressed back then. Like he had this parasite and like his digestion was just fucked and like he couldn't, there were so many things that he couldn't eat. And, you know, like he did pull some things out of his diet initially, like um, bread, like for example, sourdough bread. And like, we'd go and have a burrito that would just bloat the fuck out of him. But now that everything's fixed, you know, he's like, 
worked on fixing the system. Like he he loves the burritos. Like we can, he can have a burrito now and he's fine. No issues, no digestive issues. And I've noticed it too with clients, you know, like they might come in initially, like we don't work with people with severe issues as you, but you know, like, for example, like the bread or the dairy might cause them bloating, but as they improve their overall health and yeah. like that sort of like the strength of their, I don't know, that's not the right words, but the metabolic system. Cause you know, like they then in time, they can eat the dairy and they can have the yeah. sourdough bread. And they're like, they're like, oh, wow, kitty, I can eat these foods again. This is amazing. Yeah. Oftentimes it really is that simple of just, I, I do. So one of the best lines I've ever heard and, you know, you have to be put this in context, but like, there's no such thing as, um, bad food unless you stole it. And of course we know like Snickers and canola oil, I would probably say those are pretty bad, but yeah. the point is like, you know, when I, what I, what I'm about to say is that like, when we listen to diet culture, that's saying like heavy nuts and seeds, you know, heavy, uh, you know, raw, put kale in your smoothies and things like that then it is going to be, it, it, you know, it is going to be hard on your digestive system. So when you eat foods that are a little bit more therapeutic, that mm-hmm. alone can really support. That's why, you know, when they do your program, they're, they're seeing relief and digestion because they're, they're taking foods out that are hard to digest and that are, they're eating on a regular basis. Most people, most people that have experienced diet culture or dabbled in yo-yo dieting, of some capacity, uh, they start nourishing their body. They start eating enough foods. They start eating enough protein, carbs, and fat. They start, you know, again, a switch the priorities of more nourishing healing foods and less harsh foods. And then their digestive issues goes away. It becomes an issue. I think when you have, um, something called iron overload and also a lot of overgrowths going on in the gut that just takes a little bit more specific, you know, yeah, yeah, specific, uh, herbs or support or strategies to overcome that. But would you say though, that still the foundations are still the same. And then you throw in those specific stuff, hundred percent base. Like, you know, you, we talked about before clients when they're just not doing the basics um, because they want these like magic, um, fixes and actually just to go back a bit because I think this will be quite relevant because a lot of women that I speak to you know they're and like I I and I know you did as well like I was really I used to think that being healthy meant eating clean which meant you know I ate a lot of nuts and seeds lots of green vegetables you know I cut dairy out I cut fruit out you know why why aren't why is it not so great to be pounding a lot of like like have a handful of nuts every now and then, you know, if I want some peanut butter, have some peanut butter, but I was eating it like every meal, you know, like in yeah. green veggies. So can you talk a bit more about these foods and why they're not, they're touted as these health foods, but why yeah. they're maybe not so great to eat in large amounts? Yeah. Um, th- well, in general, when we think about nuts and seeds, those are seasonal foods. They have a shell on them. They're, they're hard to digest. And the, I mean, at the end of the day, I could go into like the specifics, but I think the biggest thing to note is that they actually are hard to digest. And when you think about like the, the raw vegetables, like lettuce, kale, maybe not kale, but like lettuce and things like that. Those are, those are cows are eating that type of stuff. They have the digestive enzymes in order to break that down. Yeah. Legumes, like all these foods. So I, it's hard for our bodies to digest. And when we really, the reason why it was promoted in diet culture is because it was calorically low and you could eat a lot of it and calorically low. It wasn't. And, and we know that, 
the majority, the answer to health and even aesthetic achievement is not necessarily eating calorically low. That's, you know, you can't eat over your calories either, but it's about eating enough for your body's, you know, to maintain its total daily energy expenditure and to, to, uh, make sure that the thyroid's working optimally and your hormones are working optimally. You have to find that balance. And so those foods are, are just truly hard to digest. And they are, they were pushed by diet culture because they were calorically low. So now we've over, we've counted how many cups of greens you need in order to be healthy. But when you actually look at the cruciferous vegetables that have the gorgeous in them, that's not that weird, but that is what basically I mean, that that's what inhibits the thyroid to work optimally. That's your whole metabolic system as a whole, your thyroid and metabolic system is one and the same. So at the end of the day, it was brought on because it was calorically low and because diet culture said to, but it's hard to digest. It leads us calorically deficient in a negative way that impacts our thyroid health and our hormones. And it leaves us with symptoms like bloating all the time, constipation, cramping. Um, and, and then, you know, we go through this crazy phase of taking it all out and, and then, you know, have a bad relationship with food. It's like you said, it's about finding balance. I just made the other day, um, the power balls. I don't, I'm sure you've made them before oatmeal, honey, and peanut Mm -hmm. butter. I haven't made those in years. So like how I always look at those foods of like, you know, things like peanut butter is, is that the most optimal food to choose for metabolic health? No, but you know, if we eat them on us, you know, every once in a while when we're craving it, that's, what's going to be, you know, that's, what's going to help us stay participate in life. Happy. Yeah. That's what's going to make us happy. It's going to allow us to sustain the healthy lifestyle that we need. So it's not about taking out even, even to promote metabolic health. It's not about going on an elimination diet of nuts and seeds. Yeah, I think it's like like you said, like we went away on holidays and like we ate mostly sort of our normal food because we shopped, but you know, like we had shitty sourdough and we had some few cheese boards with shit biscuits and stuff. It's like, who gives a fuck? He's just on holidays. I mean, I, my digestion, I did feel it though. You know, like I was, when I got back also to lunchtime, we'd go down to the bakery every day and we'd just buy something and we'd share it, you know? So it's probably got fucking shitty vegetables in there, but whatever, it was tasty. But I did notice a difference in my digestion, but I really yeah. enjoyed it. And I drank some alcohol and I had it for my holidays. But then when I got back, I was like, oh, I'm really looking forward to just eating my normal food that yeah. I eat because I feel so good and my digestion so good. But I think like you say, it's like, it's what you do 80 to 90% of the time that matters. Um, right. And if you feel like you want to have a fucking Mars bar sometimes or like, you know, some peanut butter or whatever, just have it. You know? Yeah. And if you don't like it, why? if you don't like kills in your smoothies, why are you eating it? That's right. Like you probably like it for a reason. You know what but I mean? You know what people say, actually, this is a good topic for you to talk about, but Kitty, what about all the nutrients you're missing out on from eating vegetables? Can you talk about yeah. that? Because I think that's a real misconception and people just take that like, oh, vegetables are so nutrient dense, but it's like you can get all of these nutrients from liver and oysters and dairy and fruit that you can actually digest. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the answer. I think the other thing to consider, and you could get in the weeds in this, and, and this is where I don't want to get too like, you know, scared of eating a broccoli if you're craving a broccoli, but it's also, you're looking at the soil and the farming practices, even organic isn't organic really these days. So it's kind of like, are you really getting those nutrients? Probably not. You're probably getting the glyphosate. Why can I say the word? Yeah. Um, uh, Glyphosate. uh, Glyphosate. 
um, that's, you know, sprinkled across the way from it, you know? So it's just kind of like, it's not that nutrient dense. You can get it from more potent things. Like, like you said, if you're looking for vitamin vitamin C, C. yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for vitamin C, Yeah, it doesn't. I think one of them, like broccoli, is supposed to be high in vitamin C, but instead, like orange juice, which you probably enjoy more, fruit, you know, like so. It doesn't have to be in order to, in order to eat nutrient dense foods, you just have to eat a variety of foods. And if you want a salad one day, eat the salad, but also like, don't think that you have to eat the salad to be healthy because chances are it's you're not actually being as healthy as you are as you think you you are by getting all those greens because you're not digesting them. Well, you've got, you know, nutrients in them anyway. Yeah. There's no nutrients in it. There's glyphosate that is sprinkled across the way that's now in your broccoli. So yeah, yeah, it's, um, I, I, somebody asked me one time, they're like, how much vegetables do you eat a day? And I was like, gosh, that's so crazy. When is the last time I had a green vegetable? Yes, I'm on the same. I had to think about it. No, I never, I never eat them unless I'm really craving it. Like today we actually did eat. I was saying, I keep saying yeah. salad because we had yeah. a, a chicken salad. Yeah. Um, I was just craving it. It's 96 degrees. It sounded really yeah. good to me. Yeah. But I think but, the yeah, you, like you eat with the salad, like, at, like now for me, how I would eat salad is like, as an example, I'd have a steak, some potato and I'd have a Greek salad on the side. So I'm still having protein, still having a good amount of carbs and the salad, like, you know, I think about salads were traditionally like, I feel like the French nailed it like the French if you look at French food it's all you know organ meats and cheeses and like all the foods that we that are really nutrient dense and they you see them eat salads but they're like they're like a condiment or a side mm-hmm. that complement the dish it's not the main like women in you know eating this fucking huge salad with this tiny little bit of grilled chicken in it because they're just trying to be skinny right <laughs> yeah meanwhile they can't you know think of you know, words to say, or although I'm saying that and it's getting 830 here and I'm exhausted, <laughs> but I do have a nine month old that still wakes up yeah. in the middle of the night. So I do have an, I do have an excuse, but yeah, but they're, they're, you know, they've got brain fog. They're had, they're bloated. They have all yeah. these issues. And that's because, you know, again, in me, it, it, all the women I see, the only thing that drives their nutrition is diet culture. It's yeah. nothing else. You're not trying, yeah. even if they're trying to promote healing, they go on the elimination diets and that's still like that same, it's like holistic created their own culture and unhealthy habits and eating somehow. So can you talk a little bit about, so like, um, cause I know women with other listeners, they'll, they'll think this. So like when someone is constantly experiencing like bloating and constipation, like how does low calorie dieting and not getting enough nutrients, why does your body have that response? What's happening? So when you are under eating for so long, you're going to drive your stress hormones up and cortisol is going to lower your digestion. I I think of it this way. Like when you're running from a bear, if you're chronic, your body's not like, this is good stress. This is bad stress. Like stress is stress to the body. So if you're constantly under eating, it's stress to the body. You're at that same fight or flight that you'd be running from a bear is taking action. So you're running from the bear. Your, your body's not like, Hmm. Let me prioritize digesting my food, absorbing and utilizing it right now. It's not going to happen. So people that are chronically under eating or um, skipping breakfast and training, like what's happening is their body is quite literally in that stress response, raising stress hormones and the digestion is lowered. It's not a priority. So then we get these things of like heartburn, 
uh, like you said, constipation, bloating, because the body cannot create enough stomach acid in order to properly kill it. And then we get these when that, when we're in a constant state of under eating and we're constantly not digesting our food. Well, that's where we get that quote or that, um, that leak, uh, leaky gut. um, uh, you know, and, and I'm trying to think of what, um, another word for it, but leaky gut. I mean, everybody knows that term. Yeah, so like, stick with like that. how I imagine it, like, like, like I think about the digestive tract, it's like really sensitive, right? And it's got all these like little villi on it. So if you're mm-hmm. constantly shoving shit down there that you can't digest, you know, like roughage, like plants and seeds and nuts, it like scrapes it and irritates it. Hey, and, feeds it absolutely does. and then yeah. that causes those, like the lining, right. To like the leaky gut. Yeah. You can kind of think yeah. of it as like, actually like fish nets where yeah. it actually create like little holes of leaky gut. So then that's where you get these overgrowths of like where people talk about candida and H. pylori and things like that. And they're getting these symptoms of chronic heartburn and, and, um, and, uh, you know, the cravings of sugar, which actually could still just be under eating, but like, I'm thinking of candida that they yeah. know that they've had, or that has shown up in blood works. And, uh, and, and it starts the cycle of opportunistic or dysbiosis, you know, overgrowth of bad bacterias the inability to absorb and utilize nutrients like retinol, copper, zinc, which is needed for digestion. So if you're not moving, I talked about when I, you know, in the very beginning, iron overload, when you're not absorbing, when you're in fight or flight, you're not digesting your food, you're getting leaky gut overgrowths are happening. You're not absorbing and utilizing the nutrients that move iron appropriately. You're bombarded with iron rich foods you know, you know, birth control, things like that as well. And then it's just feeding these pathogens even more that in your gut and you're consistent, consistently, you know, walking around with symptoms again, bloating, constipated, uh, constipation, uh, IBS, um, you know, um, heartburn, GERD, all these things that are really contributing can stem from as simple as meeting the foundations of first eating enough. If you're eating enough and in a uh, sympathetic state or our parasympathetic state, chewing your food optimally, you know, not chugging water while you're eating a meal. Those that's like taking it from iron overload to taking it back to like chewing your food all the way and sitting down for a meal actually all matters. And that's in the same conversation because your body's under stress. And actually this is, you just reminded me of a question that people often ask me, Kate Candida. So like they go, Oh, my, someone told me that I need to cut out all sugar and carbs. If I've got candida mm-hmm. and talk about that. Yeah. So, um, I am not a fan of ever killing candida or starving it out. Um, I, killing it, I think eradicating it in some degree is appropriate, but we have to ask ourselves what's feeding it, which is iron. But when we talk about starving out candida, what actually happens is the very nature of this bacteria will, um, or fungus will, yeast fungus will grow in, or hide itself and bury itself into the intestines and even create like a biofilm around it. So you're starving it out, but it's burying and hiding itself worse than the intestines. This is exactly why when people go on these candida diets and then they get off of it, the same symptoms come back is because mm-hmm. our, all the candida did was quite literally hide from itself. So we don't ever want to starve out anything. That's not what's actually going to happen. If we're trying to address any candida overgrowth, one, we have to take away the food, which is the iron overload, get iron moving appropriately in the body. But then also, I mean, we need to worry about our metabolic health. How well is our body able to digest and kill off 
you know, um, parasites or opportunistic bacteria? How well are we able to absorb and utilize different uh, nutrients that may feed beneficial bacteria that strengthen the gut lining or um, that just help, you know, let's say you're drinking bone broth that help restore the mucosal lining support so that these bacteria don't continue to be overgrowing and causing an issue. And I am, a, I actually am a fan of eradicating candida if it gets bad enough. I'll take away the food, the iron, but I will eradicate if it gets bad enough, but I certainly will never starve it out. And even when you go on a protocol, I always say this. So I do GI maps, which is basically Mm -hmm. a stool analysis in my practice. And so we'll look at, you know, somebody's poop and we'll see what's going on in their gut microbiome. Do they have candida overgrowth? Do they have H. pylori? all these different things. And I always say to them, listen, we are going to go on a protocol. I think it's appropriate that we address this and eradicate it, but this is a bandaid. This is only going to be a bandaid is this protocol. It cannot outweigh the foundations, which is like you, your original question, which is eating enough. If you are not doing the foundations, this same problem will happen. If you are in a fight or flight state, if you are not digesting your food, if you're chugging liquids, you know, during a meal, not chewing your food, the same things are going to happen. So you would have just spent whatever X amount of dollars with me working through a protocol, or you just did with another practitioner, but you actually didn't address the lifestyle habits and the habits that appropriately keep your digestion well, your gut health well, and, um, make the, make it not an issue anymore. Yeah, no. And that makes so much sense. Um, and so now next question, you've talked a bit about load, overload. Can you just talk more about that and what that actually is? What causes it? So I hope you're enjoying this episode as much as I am. And I'm sure that you will all be loving Meg as much as I do by the end of the episode. So I just wanted to jump in quickly and talk more about our seven day eat more, train less, get results challenge. So uh, we get a lot of new listeners to the podcast each week. Or you could potentially be someone who's been listening for a while and just hasn't taken action. And our seven-day challenge is just a perfect way to get started and dip your toes in the water. So if you're someone, you know, who was like I once was, who cycled through all of the restrictive diets and you just really want to break that and, you know, stop you know having to train six or seven days a week to get results and starve yourself, we actually built this challenge for women who want to achieve sustainable results without drastically cutting calories. You know, no one needs to eat 1200 calories or sugar or carbs or having to do a ton of cardio and work out six to seven days a week. So, you know, we, we designed this challenge um, or developed it over years of helping women restore their metabolism and eat more food and train less and achieve their health and body goals in a healthy and sustainable way. So, Unlike other programs that you'll find online, it's a holistic approach. So it provides you with everything you need for long-term success, more energy, stable moods, better sleep, good digestion, and of course, hormone regulation and long-term sustainable body compositions change. So what does that mean? Building muscle and losing body fat. So in the seven-day challenge, you get a full meal plan, a workout plan that you can do at either home or the gym training exercise videos to help guide your workouts, metabolically supportive recipe book, an advanced supplement guides, uh, direct support, and a private Facebook community where you, you can ask questions and get help. And you get access to four weeks of live coaching calls with Craig and myself. So you get all of this for a one-off payment of 27 Australian dollars and you get lifetime access. So, you know, you don't worry, you don't have to get in there and get it all done in seven days and then you get kicked out. 
once you buy it, you have got it for life. And it actually comes with a money back guarantee. So, um, you know, if by the end of the seven days, you don't believe that you can eat more, train less and get results by following our methodology, we'll give you a refund and you can keep the course. So nothing to lose, everything to gain. I'll pop a link in the uh, show notes. And so you can purchase um, the program and let's get back to the podcast. Yes. So um, iron overload is um, basically too much iron in your body. So if we think about iron, you know, where we get iron from, we think about it from, we get it from iron fortified foods. So pastas, cereals, breads, um, we get it in different medications. Quite big in the States. Like I feel like you know, a lot of these things I hear you of course guys, it is. <laughs> you know, like it, I think I feel like the food might be a bit better in Australia. Like we have pasta like once or twice a week and it's just flour and like, oh, you know, yeah. and we don't obviously don't eat cereal. We Well, there's this fucking rice bubbles that Craig eats, but they're just like rice, you know, like they've got no yeah. shit in it. But like, there are though like fortified cereals in Australia. There are shit and bread. You look at the shit in bread too. Like I think maybe I also forget as well, like, because we've been eating this way for so long that we just buy such Clean's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I mean, I remember when I, you know, if there are people that are just starting out, you know, and listening to your podcast and program, I'm sure they know this right away, but like, I used to think special K was healthy. So sometimes we're making choices like where like we think it's healthy. And so, and you don't know to necessarily look on the back of your flour or your, you know, your cereal or your pasta, but you're right. Probably in the States, no doubt. It's probably worse. It's fortified with iron in there. And then birth control has iron in there and our medications have different iron in there. And so what we're not getting, so what we're getting, you're getting a ton of iron and what we're not getting is retinol and copper, Mm. the two nutrients that help our body's natural recycling system move iron appropriately. So that matters with digestive issues. Mm. because when you have, I think of it this way, I may have heard this from the real food gangsters, Josh, mm. or morally, I don't remember which one, but this is the best thing I've ever heard. And it's the best way to describe it. So if you think the cell of like a little nightclub, you can think of iron continuing to go into the nightclub, the iron's just like going in, it's having a good time. And then you think of copper as the door um, or the bouncer letting iron in and out. Right. And then you think of retinol as the manager and the retinol needs to tell the copper, like, Hey, you need to go in and you need to move. And you know, there's too, let many people. The iron there's too much out. iron yeah. in here. Yeah. There's too much iron. Yeah. Like, come on, there's too many people yeah. in the cell. And so, um, when we either don't have enough copper or copper just dysregulated, some people call that copper toxicity copper. There's too much copper, but not enough retinol saying, go to the door bouncer, mm-hmm. go to the door bouncer. Like the managers are not showing up then iron's not moving. So iron's getting stuck in the tissues. One of the areas that it gets stuck is the, is the gut. And that's why it feeds these pathogens, candida specifically. So yeast, fungus, and also parasites. And so essentially too much iron from the foods we talked about and not enough copper and retinol and copper and retinol are from the foods that we're talking about. You're not going to you're not going to support iron overload by eating broccoli and lettuce. Right. And a lot of people are coming to us with digestive issues. You need these nutrient dense foods. Mm. So, and then not to mention if you have a leaky gut, cause all you're eating is that roughage, then you're not absorbing and utilizing the food that you are supposed to be. If you are, let's say like you eat a ton of cruciferous vegetables and salads, but you're not 
you know, and you're eating some copper and retinol rich foods, if you're like, I eat shellfish and I eat, you know, dairy, but I also eat like, you know, three cups of broccoli a day. Well, you, that same that like, I would say like a very paleo based diet with dairy somehow sprinkled in there. Mm. Like you're still contributing to leaky gut mm. and that leaky gut is still not going to allow you to completely absorb and utilize the very nutrients of copper and retinol in order to move the iron so that you stop feeding these pathogens that contribute to the symptoms that you're experiencing. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And, um, so this is why you love liver, right? This yeah. <laughs> That's why yeah. I love liver. Yeah. I love, I love all organ complexes. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's so amazing. Like, you know, I don't, if you ever have clients with histamine, like if give them kidney, like if they mm-hmm. take kidney, they're just like, all you know, not all their histamine issues, but so many of so much with their histamine issues. Like we need to be eating organ complexes. We do not need to eat broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> well, can you then maybe like talk about, um, you know, cause it's so, it was so interesting. Like when I first worked with Emma, like she was like, you know, Kitty, these foods that we're recommending that you eat most of the time, like we talked about, it's not about being fucking perfect. Um, but right. these are easy. These are really traditional foods like that your grandparents use. And I was like, oh, you know what? When I think back to about when I go to my grandma's house, like she would squeeze oranges for us for breakfast and she'd actually drain the pulp out. She would make her own bread always use butter she had this dish of butter that would just sit on the bench yep. they get the milk delivered you know in the glass bottles and like the cream would float to the yeah. top of the little they had the little lids on I remember he'd come it was yeah. like I'd run out and get it paw paw like she'd cut up paw paw we'd always have she'd make which I did what's that oh papaya oh papaya, yeah it's just Australian and like she'd make my granddad um kidneys ugh, on toast for breakfast with parsley I just remember it smelled fucking gross um, yeah you know, like we used to, they had a beautiful big boat and we'd go out like on this boat up to the Whit Sundays and we'd go crabbing and we'd mm. eat oysters and like these amazing crabs. And I'm like, fuck, just, and or she'd make ice cream, homemade ice cream and custard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm an egg. What are we doing? Like, what what are we doing? I'm like, I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. So can you talk about these foods and why, like, I think women are so confused. They're like so afraid of these beautiful historical nutrient dense foods and you're just trying to eat like you know making almond milk and eating all the green vegetables and the nuts and seeds why yeah. are these foods good basically not I'm not saying there's good and bad foods but why are these yeah, foods- yeah, yeah. why are they so why are they so effective yeah. at healing yeah. yeah yeah I think I I think there I think there's two answers I want to say in this I think the first answer is they're good because they're potent and and nutrients right like yep. if you're getting dairy and you're getting you know, kidney, like I just talked about. So if you're getting dairy, you're supporting vitamin A rich stuff, you know, vitamin A, your thyroid, your, you know, runs on vitamin A. If you are, you know, if you're trying to deal with histamine issues, kidney is absolutely insane at supporting histamine issues, Mm. estrogen issues, histamine issues, get, take some kidney. You'll probably be great. Eat some kidney, not, you know? Um, so the, it's, it's because that these are so potent in the nutrients that, you know, that's how our body works. Like our body works that everybody's the same cholesterol converts into, you know, vitamin D, you know, the same magnesium runs over 3,200 enzymes in the body. Everybody's body ha- does all that stuff. And we need all the nutrients. What's made from cholesterol, it's butter, saturated fats, you know, um, what is uh, rich in magnesium liver, you know, uh, red meat, like all these different foods run all these things that run our systems of our body. But I think the other thing that is huge is that nobody 
not nobody. I need to be careful. <laughs> I say this, but it is so hard to slow down and people want the quickest way to heal. And sometimes it's as slow as our grandparents went. They made the sourdough bread. They cooked the liver and there's, I think balance and the fact that many is that many of us have opportunities to do more things. And so sometimes relying on a supplement is a little bit easier and I'm okay with that. I take a beef liver because it's easier for me. And one, I don't, Same. I absolutely, I, I wish take I did. Our saturated beef liver capsule yeah. every day because and I look, love we, it. we've literally got hundreds of testimonials on there saying their energy's improved, their skin's improved. I love like it. you say, there's good, better and best. And the best would be we slaughter yeah. the cow and eat the fucking liver straight out of the cow, but that's not practical. And I think like you say, like, you know, I, I like to run our businesses and I'm busy. So I'm always like, Hey, what can I do to, I, I'm sometimes make broth if I have the time and I enjoy cooking, but there's weekends where I'm like, we're full. So I'm like, just take the collagen, eat the beef liver, yeah. you know, but I still take the time to sit down and eat my meal. But you still have to take the time. And that's, that's where right. I feel like it's there. It cannot be like, I, I love your sup, your, your beef liver. I always take it, mm. but I, I, but at the same time, you know, I'm slowing down elsewhere and we mm. can, it just cannot happen where we're trying to achieve the strength training, trying to achieve the, you know, all the nutrient dense foods out of supplements and also trying to live a happy life. It's just not going to, it's just not going to be that way. And I think that part of when we look at the way our grandparents ate is they were a little bit slower. And I, and again, I want to be careful because I also love running my business and having kids and doing what I do, but, but I think there, there is a reality of slowing down to be able to yeah, and I think it's sometimes like like it's going. You have to say no to shit. Like as an example, yeah. like Craig and I, we never do anything during the week with people ever. We're really strict with our bedtime. Like I'm fucking nagging him, and I'm like, see, we're getting in. We're in bed at like eight thirty. You know, yeah, so I like we, you know, we don't go. We don't drink a lot. We don't, you know, because it's like we run at this pace. And to be able to do that, we have, you have to, boundaries. Yeah. We have to say no to other shit because it's like, we have to prioritize. So like at some point, I think you're right. You have to go, what's important to you? What can you say no to? Like, because yeah. for us, we value training and feeling good right. and running our businesses. So we can't be off socializing, being out till fucking 10 o'clock at night. And, you know, like, I know what you mean. It's like, you, you, you have to choose what you want to. If we're talking about why these nutrient dense foods are so important, they're so important because they are literally what run your body. And they're so important because the very nature of putting up boundaries and eating whole foods and resting and sticking to these foundations. And when I say foundations, I literally mean making sure you're eating enough, making sure you're resting, making sure you're also getting the actual food that that is just as important as why they're so you know they're potent they they make our body run but also they're important because they require us to slow go at a slower pace too sometimes to make them and to enjoy them and rest and you know you know and the bedtime's a little bit different but still like you're you're creating a structure within your life to allow these potent foods to actually support your system and potentially getting to a place where you're actually, because you've created the space and the boundaries to start making them so that you have slowed your pace down. Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? hundred percent. You know, one thing that you could quickly talk about too is like, and I just speaking from my own personal experience, we've talked about this, you know, like last year with the whole TTC, you know, put on the body fat, I was eating so much food, I was resting, doing everything, but 
I was so stressed. I was so anxious. So I wasn't sleeping. My cycle was shit. So it's like I was doing everything right with the food. But sometimes, like, you know, you say, how is it that external stress and chronic, like, emotional stress, how does that physically affect the body and the digestion? So, like, it's not enough to just do the food. It's not enough. It doesn't matter because it's that same story of, like, let's, you know, and I get clients that come to me and they're like, I am eating, I am following all these accounts, I'm implementing all these things. And they're chronically, they're constantly researching. They're, they're, they have, you know, driving their kids to a, you know, baseball practice, and they're, you know, working till nine o'clock at night on their blue light computer, and you know, they're just constantly go, go, going, and they're not getting better. And it's, it's simply because they're at a pace that their body cannot keep up with. Their body is stressed the same thing that I said in the very beginning, your body is not like, this is good stress. This is bad stress. Like stress is stress to the body. The body is going to be running from a, you know, there is obviously good stress, but if we're in that constant state, it's like mm-hmm. exercise, exercise is good stress. But if we're constantly over stress, over exercising, rather than setting up that boundary and replenishing ourselves and, mm-hmm. you know, recovering and doing different loads and our exercise movement mm-hmm. movements, then we're going to be hitting a wall. And it's, it's the same thing. So if you're coming, you're doing all the right things nutritionally, Mm. taking the supplements, eating all the foods, but if you're still at a pace, that's not in line with your body's needs. And you know, that by taking your basal body temperature, Mm. uh, you know, if you can't poop every day, if your hair is, you know, falling out, if you're never in the mood to have sex, if your, you know, sleep is crap, like you said, like if all those things are happening, then you're, you're, it's going to impact your digestion because your body's still in a fight or flight state. Mm. So the same cycle is going to go and, you know, and go in circles. So it's so funny because like, I love getting in the weeds, you know, with nutrition. And I actually love talking about iron overload. And I love talking about different things that the gut microbiome, but at the end of the day, like you and I talked about, like, it's still the same foundationally. If you are not meeting the foundations, you will never get better. You will never get better. There are supplements that may help you, but you will never get better. Yeah. And I think people like say, they're just looking for that quick fix. Cause it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to go like, it's really oh, hard. I need to change my life. And like, even, you know, like just if you're in a job that you hate or you've got this decision, you know, like I talked to you about, like once we made the decision, we weren't going to have kids anymore. It was like this weight as was lifted. The stress was gone. The anxiety, I started to sleep again. You know, nothing had changed with my food or supplements, nothing, yeah. everything was the same, but it was that stress had gone, you know, and like sometimes it's making those life-changing decisions of changing your job, or maybe it's a toxic relationship that you need to leave. Or, you know, I've seen people like that where, women in our program, they're like doing everything right with the food. They're in this shit job that they hate. They're waking up every night and they're like, as soon as they quit their job, slept through the night. It it's fucking yeah. amazes me. Like I even said yeah. to Craig the other day, I was like, fuck, I haven't like it. There was periods where I would sleep better with the whole baby trying. Cause we take the focus off it, but it was still that low level underlying anxiety. And I was like, you know, like I've lost body fat now back to where I was and I'm training hard again. And I'm like, I had the best sleep the other night. Like I said, yeah. to him, I'm just like, he's like, cause I've been trying to, so hard to just get back to normal. And I'm like, finally, now that that anxiety has gone and that emotional stress, I'm sleeping again. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, ama- it's amazing. 
And this is why I like, I've been really new at this, but we have scheduled an intentional rest and that's harder with a family and kids. So we have to schedule, but even you said you have boundaries. One of the bigger things that I always press in and with my, and my clients at health that have severe bloating issues, constipation issues. I, I talk to them. I'm like, when is the last time you actually rested and have you, and, and it takes preparation to rest. Like it takes effort, at least for like people like me, like if my house is not clean and I don't yeah. know that the laundry is like put away, I'm going to lose my mind. So like I have to prep to rest. So it's this whole lifestyle of truly like and it's, and it's hard to do. And it's not, it just like, you don't get a, you know, your clean makeup and water filters and your diet, right, right away. It takes time and it takes building on top of each other. But if you're at the place where you feel like you've done all the right things, your nutrition's right. Like look around you. Is it your job? Is it a relationship? Or is it like that you as simple as like, I actually, you're right. Like, that's so crazy. Like I don't rest. If you're con- if people are saying, how are you doing? And your constant answer is I'm good. I'm just really busy. And it's not actually like feels good to you that busy. It's not like exciting yeah. busy. It's like, I'm yeah. really busy. Like I actually can't breathe. Then that's a good sign that your body's probably in a fight or flight state. And that bloating is more so from the pace of life that you're going yeah. at yeah. rather than you actually having a severe digestive issue it's probably just slow down. So your body can start absorbing zinc in order to make enough, you know, digestive enzymes. Mm, and I think like a lot of women too, like they feel like you just got to get good at saying no. Like I, some weekends, if people ask me to do shit and I'm like to Craig, I don't want to fucking do that. I'm like, I'm, I'm tired. Like we have big weeks yeah. and I'm like, I just need a day of Sunday where we just like, we just like you do. Like we just, we get the food prep done and then we'll just watch movies or we'll go to the beach yeah. or like, you know, we like, I just need everyone to fuck off and I just need yeah. to have this time, but you've got to be able to do that. Cause otherwise. And you've got to practice. Yeah. Like it took us in my family, it took us a while, especially with the kids. Like it took us a while to figure out how to rest, which is the most crazy thing in the world to say, but we, 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 we could one we're married. Right. So like, it was like, I was like, well, let's rest by going out and, you know, exploring nature and hiking. And my husband's like, can we just like not move? And I'm like, but that doesn't give me rest. So like, you know, found communication and expectation of what that day would look like, but also like, it just took like, we, things would just come up or we wouldn't communicate of like actually putting the boundary up. So it, it like, it takes practice of like resting, but it's, it's actually probably one of the best things for your digestion, truly. Like we keep saying so. And, you know, like, I think you sort of now it's different for everyone. Like some people might like for them might going out for a nice walk in the park is actually quite restful. Like, you know, like they get oh, away. That's it. like my dream. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, like finding. Walk outside. Yeah. yeah. My husband's like, massages. I do not want to move from the couch. Yeah. yeah. Some people just like to like, oh, when I hit the wall, I'm like, nah, I'm on the fucking couch watching Grey's Anatomy. Like that's just yeah. what I like to do or some fucking shitty old show. And yeah. like you know, I'll get some nice food, like some cheese and some dat. Like I'll just sit there and, you know, just eat my yeah. food and watch it and just chill out. Like, and yeah. then sometimes I'm like, oh, and there's, but then there's sometimes when I like, I feel I need connection. Yeah. My recovery, like, and I'll be just well, my back up. Yeah. And I'll be like, oh, I just haven't spoken to for a while. And like, you know, that you've got that good relationship. We just talk about anything. And like, yeah. sometimes it's like different things will re-energize me again. So I see yeah. like it's whatever it is for you, just, yeah, you can't. What what's filling your tank up? You have to, you have to be able to refill your tank up. And, and I, it's just like diet culture. It's anti-cultural to, to recover and rest, which is wild, mm-hmm. but it is. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so that's why we bring it back to gut health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Is there um, anything else that you want to talk about? I'm just like looking at the time. I think some practical things just to leave you with, like if you really are suffering from gut health and you're like, okay, I'll try that. I'm not, the rest is going to be something I have to work on, but like, can you actually give me something X, Y, Z to work on? Um, some, some really easy things that almost everybody can get. Um, can you get throat coat tea near you? I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Okay. So slippery elm is an herb and in the U S we have throat coat tea. It's like a a tea for your mucosal lining in your throat. Mm. Um, and, um, it's like any client that, you know, has any digestive issue. I always recommend it because just like your mucosal lining and your throat, your gut is the same way. And it really helps coat that. So if you're suffering from digestive issues, heartburn, GERD, or just severe bloating or anything like that, constipation, IBS, diarrhea, throat coat tea, try doing throat coat tea every day. That may be really helpful for you because of that slippery elm. So if you don't have throat coat tea, again, that slippery elm is the herb that we're talking about. That's actually going to be really helpful. Um, sincerely sitting down, chewing your food, not chugging. If you find yourself standing up, chugging your, you know, their liquid, your milk or whatever, in order to get through your food faster and you get through your meal faster to get done, whatever you have to, that's inhibiting your digestive issue or your, that's inhibiting your digestive enzymes from working properly. And that's contributing to your digestive issues. So, you know, being sipping on your liquids during the meals, not chugging them, like I said, chewing your food optimally, that's also going to be really helpful things that you can experiment to see if it's, it's this, if it's a little bit more, you know, you need a little bit more digestive support is actually just taking ACV and water. So apple cider vinegar, taking a shot of that before your meals or during your meals may be helpful to see if you need a little bit more support and if it's worth investing in a, like a, a supplement for a short period of time. But, um, usually the go-tos are, you know, getting a food first, uh, digestive support, which I said, like is an ACV, um, and some water before your meals, something like, um, uh, slippery elm to, to help with the cold, uh, the, the, the gut lining, um, bone broth does that as well because the L-glutamine in there, um, or, um, you know, just sitting down for your meals and chewing your foods. Those are practical things that will help out any type of digestive issues that you can like hear all the blabber that I said about iron overload, but actually implement that. And that should give you some relief faster. And in addition to all the foundations that you talk about, make sure you're eating enough, make sure you're getting out and moving, but not moving too much. Make sure that, you know, you're sleeping, have a good morning exercise, appropriate screen time, all that good stuff. Mm, Awesome. Oh, well, that was so great, Meg. So much, um, really uh, great information. And I hope, um, you know, that women will listen and go away and implement it. And I'm just going to pop all of Meg's details in the show notes. So follow her on Instagram. She um, puts out some awesome, really educational content. She's got a little mini course. You can work with her one-on-one. But anyway, I'll just pop the links in the show notes so you can check her out. And thanks again. And I'm sure I'll be chatting to you soon again on the podcast. Yes. Thank you. 